Big Sloth. Brian Johnson? Kelly Marie Tran? Yeah. How's things? Status quo. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> What's going on, Kelly? It's good to see you, Brian. It's been some time. Kelly, why don't we meet somewhere? I... I can't. Why not? I'm really scared. They're blaming it all on me. Slow down. Now what? Help me, Ryan Johnson. You're my only hope. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Hinden Welch, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. And if you don't know who I am, I'm a voiceover actor. And now, your host, miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hello again, I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio, and I am here with Dana James Jones. Thanks Hello so much. there. Yeah, thanks so much for being here, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. So this was cool. This came together very quickly. Uh, you had uh, a video that you made that blew up, and I reached out to you on Twitter, and it just kind of came together very quick. But uh, I want to talk about the that. The podcast, not the short. The podcast. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get into all of the vast amount of work that yeah. <laughs> went into that. Uh, but yeah, like, so to start the, the film, uh, it's a parody of, I guess it's a parody of Brick would be fair to say. Yeah. Parody yeah. of Brick with like Last Jedi storyline. Yeah. <laughs> but not the movie Last Jedi, like real life <laughs> Things yeah. involving The Last Jedi. Right, based on Kelly Marie Tran and all of the... It's very niche. <laughs> Which is why I'm amazed that so many people like it, because as I said in one of the articles, is that we only made it for Ryan Johnson because we were sure he was the only one that was going to get it. <laughs> well, and it, so we'll, we'll back up here in a second, but yeah, just to, to start, it was very nice to see Ryan Johnson saw it, he retweeted it, and he, of course was very impressed that you used a lot of the, the actual shooting location mm -hmm. from Brick. Uh, so, that, okay, so, but let's back up. Uh, what is your background? Like, what, when did you get interested in film? Is that always? Uh, I would say from as far as I can remember, uh, my uncle who I wrote the short with, Dominic Flores, he's an actor, he's been in, uh, the movie called Our Brand is Crisis with Sandra Bullock. Okay. That, like yeah. political yeah. movie set in Bolivia. Uh, he was also recently on the uh, crime show about the Menendez brothers. Okay. Have you heard of that? It was with um, Eddie, Edie Falco. Yeah, um, yeah. And he is an actor and he basically was my guide into movies. Like he was the one that first showed me Star Wars before I, you know, could even really form memories. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, I, I think just from a very, very early age, I was interested in the movies. And so it was, you know, the process of learning how to do that well. Yeah, that's right. We've talked about that, my co-host and I on the show, that we both had that experience too of like, it's not even, I can't remember a time that I wasn't aware of Star Wars. Like right. I saw the original trilogy at such a young age that it all just always existed. Like I, and I, I have no ability to sort of view those critically. Like they're just, they just exist. Yeah. That is the and world. And I definitely watched the originals on VHS. Like oh, they have Yeah, 100%. VHS yeah. Before the... <laughs> What year did the special editions come out? Like 2000? Yeah, I think so. Or something? Yeah. Or was it before the prequels came out? It was probably... The, episode one was ni- 99. I right. Know that. Yeah. Now, I think... Well, because they did the re-release in theaters. Was that before the prequels? And then... I don't know. I, it's funny, too, because like, kind of similar to what you're saying, uh, it was always my grandfather was super into the original trilogy and like bought every version like to the point he owned the vhs back when i don't know if you remember this but when vhs tapes would be insanely expensive when they first came out right to like discourage you from buying them so you'd go to the video store he bought them like as soon as they came out and then every version they came out he would buy <laughs> the new slightly different like, just because or like he wanted to see if yeah whatever was, was different yeah exactly better quality slightly different whatever like he he was all in was on, it on laserdisc ever <laughs> I think Laserdisc might have been the only one he didn't go. Okay. <laughs> but definitely like Beta. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like any other. I think I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark on Laserdisc. And it was, you know. Yeah. It was fine. But <laughs> the discs are massive. That, and yeah. you have to flip them. Yeah. I don't. It's like a giant CD. <laughs> it never really made sense, Laserdisc. It was so. But that was like so niche and so quick. Like such a flash in the pan. Yeah. That, just like Beta, right? <laughs> But, uh, uh, but beta was interesting because I remember that staying around longer. Like I Did knew it? more people, I felt like I knew more people that had beta like tapes and yeah. stuff. Well, like, wasn't there the same similar war with Blu-ray? Yeah. It was more and, like that uh, with the HD yeah, DVD HD, yeah. <laughs> where like, yeah, you had people that like hung on a little bit longer, but laser disc, I don't even think I ever knew anyone who owned a laser disc. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were well, so- yeah it was a whole, whole yeah. own thing, like a vinyl record or something. Uh, all right, so you, but you had the, this education. You grew up like watching, and was it yeah, kind of huge Star Wars fan my whole life? Yeah. So, but so was it? So Star Wars was there sort of like? Did you get a film education? Was there more like you know? Obviously, Brick comes in there at some point. So right. Well, I, I went to San Clemente High School where he shot the shot Brick. Um, but like film education wise, I went to Saddleback College. Okay. Which is in Mission Viejo. Orange okay. County area. Uh, I went there for two years, um, but you know I'd been making my own short films as a kid, so I'd never. It wasn't like I started making films in right. college. It was like that was when I finally got to use better cameras. <laughs> so um, what, what kind of stuff were you doing as a kid? Um, well, I, my first short film, I think technically, um, my grandma owns one of the original IMAX that was like on the podium. Oh, okay. Or, or the stand, like the, the head would move. Yeah. Um, and I was able to edit um, a sort of quote unquote stop motion animation <laughs> of the battle on Hoth. Oh, okay. So I used Lego action figures, <laughs> uh, just anything I had that was Star Wars. Right. And like recreated that. Uh, that battle scene like shot for shot but you were just going for accuracy like you wanted yeah. it to match like that was like probably the first time I was like okay 
ha- you know, just camera angles and all the basics. Right. But that, no, that's huge though. Cause then you really are breaking it down. You're almost like, yeah. like, it's well, a- yeah, I, I watched the VHS and I was like, I timed how long each shot was <laughs> so I could, you know, I, I couldn't do it how I do now. I just take the video file now because it was only on VHS. Right. Yeah. So there wasn't an easy way like to... writing down, you know, 5603 to 5604. <laughs> like it's just that You didn't even have shot. clear pause at that point. No. So if you want <laughs> to stop something. Uh, how did it, how did it turn out? That's uh, bad. <laughs> do you, did you keep it? Yeah, I have it. Um, you can like see my fingers and some of the shots push pushing Lego figures and yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very bad. Did you have a soundtrack? Did you have the? Yeah, I just laid over the the, the audio original from audio. the movie. <laughs> I think I put a song to it, but yeah, nice. You know, the film of a ten-year-old. Sure, yeah, but still, but even for a ten-year-old, that's like that's pretty meticulous for a ten-year-old. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, that's... I don't know why. What exactly drove me to do it? I just know, I love that scene. So yeah, something in me was like, oh, I want to redo this. Uh, so then you. It gets more formal. At some point, you get better right. equipment. You get uh, actual <laughs> training and, you know, this is what a grip does. This is sound design, you know, all the specifics. And what kind of stuff were you doing at that point? Uh, in college? Yeah. Um, I just took writing class- classes, directing classes. Um, I didn't take any editing classes because I had already basically learned everything I needed to know kind of yeah. <laughs> it sounds arrogant but I was like mm, I'm not really gonna learn anything um the biggest thing for me was I just wanted experience I just wanted to do stuff right I think when you're starting out as a filmmaker or anything you do you just need to do it and you'll get better at it like even a cook like if you just want to make an omelet oh yeah you well, don't <laughs> what's the Malcolm you don't Gladwell make it in front of a massive audience you do it at home yeah. times kind of thing. Yeah. It's the Malcolm Gladwell. You got to get your hours. Right. The ten, you know? Yeah. The 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. Yeah. Uh, so, well, just to back up a little bit too. So were you around when Ryan Johnson was making brick? Like were you? Yes. Um, the best I can figure out is I was a freshman. Like I, I started high school right after he had finished shooting. So oh, okay. I think I'm, pretty sure he shot the summer right before I started high school. Oh, okay. So, so like th- if you can see in brick and on the football field, it's like all dead grass. Yeah. Like a year later they installed like AstroTurf, like it's all fancy. Oh, so that's why it looks all different. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I was, I hadn't, you know, I didn't see brick right away, but <laughs> Right, and you weren't like aware that he was no. in town. No, I didn't. wasn't. You were like scoping out. <laughs> well, I think Brothers Bloom was the next one or the first one I saw of his, and Looper, of course. But right. Yeah. Oh, so Brick was actually later. Later on, yeah. Okay. I, I hadn't dug too deep. <laughs> that, that came later on. Yeah, I, and okay, so but it just so sort of almost through coincidence it was in your hometown that yes you, very yeah very much so <laughs> which is cool yeah no 100 percent uh it, it was and destiny the, <laughs> so then where does this idea come from so uh my uncle i mentioned dominic he has an acting class in orange county and he just wanted to make something with them 
it wasn't let's make a Star Wars thing. It was just like, what can we make? Right. These kids are really great. Let's come up with an idea. And the first thing that happened was Kelly Marie Tran uh, left Instagram. Right. And then like a week later, I saw Ryan, his tweet of like, please, 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 about the people that want to remake The Last Jedi. Right, yeah, there was the whole campaign to, yeah. you, like, we're going to... None of it made any no, sense, but Seth it was... Seth Rogen was, like, go, like <laughs> talking to the guy, like, what is your business plan here? <laughs> right, yeah, they, they didn't... They don't have rights to anything, but no. they were just raising... The whole... Did you ever go to the website? I actually went to the, yeah, their website. Yeah, it's was very, very official-looking. <laughs> but also confusing. Yeah. Because it, they were simultaneously asking for money, but also didn't seem to be... They don't even have a script yet. Like, yeah, I don't... It was all it's very... It's just investing. Uh, but yeah, so they, they got a big splash for that. And yeah, their whole thing was they were going to fix it. They were right. <laughs> they are going to fix The Last Jedi. Uh, yeah, what, in no uh, specific terms. Well, I guess that's a question, too, before we get too much further. We talked about the original trilogy, but what what are your feelings on this new trilogy thus far right so we're, we're two in we right one more coming out next december i think it is yeah 2019 yeah um i love them they're it's it's definitely interesting because of what's happened to carrie now yeah and they've killed off luke skywalker just like specifically episode nine but yeah no yeah. uh obviously there's uh been comparisons of force awakens being basically a remake of a new hope sure and it's apparent but i think that was uh jj had just flat out said like yeah we're we're basically rebooting it like he didn't really deny that that's what he was not trying to you know like it was like yeah it's been so many years that we kind of need to jump start it again well that was always my feeling too was after the prequels and after you know selling to disney i think people were understandably unsure about what to think. So I I think they went a very safe way in order to go like, we understand what this is. (laughs) Like, it's okay. Here's some people you recognize. The story is pretty familiar. Like, I I always felt like that was the plan to be like, we understand what Star Wars is. Like, this is... Yeah. uh, Well, and it came... All these two movies now are coming after the prequels. Right. That George had done. Right. So, and so the originals were even longer ago. Right. And now where these new ones are c- continuing, they're not going back in the past like the prequels did. Sure. And I actually, I, to me, that's the what I really liked about specifically The Last Jedi was you have the characters from the original trilogy, but it's moving on. It's the yeah. most, you know, forward yeah. that we've been. Where there's These sort people of, are a little bit different now. They've yeah. grown and changed and, and they're they're also sort of on the periphery i mean it was very much about you know you you had a han solo movie right. a luke movie and obviously we were probably going to get a leia movie that yeah know. i think that was the plan <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> but uh no I, I i do like that it's it's evolved and it feels like its own thing and this movie didn't feel like anything else you know that we had seen it felt like star wars but it didn't feel like well, that uh, it's the empire strikes some back. people would disagree well <laughs> Which gets us to your right, yeah. So, so you've got it. You're you have this acting class that you're looking for a project for, right? And, and all so of this is happening. The two events happened so close together that, as Star Wars fans, you know, we've always wanted to do 
some sort of fan film, I think. Sure. Our, deep yeah. down in our hearts. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, but we could never do the full, like, VFX stuff. Right. So this was, like, our way of doing a version of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, the, yeah, we just, we watched Brick again and tried to figure out how, you know, how can we, you know, first fit in all the actors, but, like, what characters can we fit in here? Right. Like, what are their sort of doppelgangers and how can we make it, the plot line makes sense that Ryan's trying to figure out who killed Kelly in this fictional parody or whatever. And but, you're writing this around the acting class? Like, the, you, you have the actors Yeah, we first. had, a, you know, basically just a number of kids right. to put in. Um, it wasn't like, yeah, we didn't exactly have a plan. It, was, it just sort of really worked out, I think, for us. Yeah. Like, you, especially the the Lord and Miller bit. Like we just happened to have two brothers. <laughs> Which the, they're not brothers, but yeah. Lord and Miller aren't brothers. But. Uh, no, but that, the two, like, I think the hardest I laughed watching the whole thing was the Lord and Miller, yeah. just like playing with the Lego, <laughs> like, but that was a nice. massive pile of Legos. the massive pile of Legos, but all of those touches that like the, the fact that JJ Abrams has a mystery box, right? <laughs> No, it was fun to see how you, uh, like kind of conceived of all of that. Like, uh, but, but well, JJ yeah. gets so much flack for his mystery box. You've seen his <laughs> Ted talk. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I, the only gag I didn't do was like a lens flare or something. Right. But I guess it's more Star Trek. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. Now it is for sure. Uh, and yeah, and you have the great bit at the end with, uh, JJ wanting to know, <laughs> What was said. Yeah, so in Brick, that's that's what happens. We don't know what the character says to Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And the brain, the character's called Brain, asks what she said. And he doesn't, he basically doesn't answer. And that's JJ's whole thing is he's not yeah. going to tell you his magic trick. <laughs> yeah, right. And so we get a little, yeah, you know, no. a fun jab. Well, that, that is, yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen the mystery that literally is the Ted talk of like, I, it's like a box that he had when he was a kid, right? Yeah, and he's never box. opened it because it, to open it would ruin it, yeah. you know? And that's what he applies to his scripts. So, yeah, I mean, lost is probably the perfect, perfect example of a mystery box, right? Like yeah. it's literally a mysterious Island that anything <laughs> could happen. Yes. And anything does. Right. And, and lost is always interesting because it seems like his involvement was just that, like he only really yeah. worked primarily. On yeah. The I, I learned way more about it. The more I got older, um, I've met JJ Abrams. Oh, okay. Um, I'll get back to that. But, um, yeah, he, he basically was hired to create a show and he directed the pilot and then he walked away. Right. But he gets all of the credit, but Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse ran that show. Right, and it until was the end. Damon Lindelof worked with him on the pilot, and then it was sort of my understanding was always that J.J. Abrams was like, "All right, I'm out," and then yeah. he brought in uh, Carlton Cuse yeah. to like because he was like, "I don't like we need to yeah. figure out what's going gonna, on." And they'd worked together on Nash Bridges, I think. Was I don't even know what that is. It's a, a different show that was, <laughs> okay. not, but I think he had been the showrunner of a show that Lindelof had been a part oh, okay. of, and that was why they knew each other. Yeah. Uh, and he, so that's like kind of kind of a good example of the Force Awakens, I think, or just a comparison of like JJ doing the Force Awakens and then, you know, leaving 
Right. The Force Awakens filled with possibilities. Sure. Like every plotline ends ambiguous, sort of. Like, yeah. Ryan could have taken it almost anywhere. Well, and it's fascinating to see him come in almost with a scalpel and decide, all right, this stuff doesn't matter. Her parents were solving that. Like, Snoke doesn't matter. You know, this is what I see the story right. as is this narrow. But yeah, he was left with a lot of options. Which makes the third one really fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the most interesting about it is he wrote it before uh, Force Awakens was even out. Yeah. So he didn't have anyone's opinion affecting him. No one was, like, theorizing about Snoke yet. It right. wasn't even a thing. They were still working <laughs> on The Force Awakens. Yeah, it's very fascinating the way they've approached these films. And, and But, yeah, it, it makes me wonder because... J.J. Abrams doesn't seem like the guy to come in and finish a trilogy. No. So. Not, I mean, has he yet? I, no. I, I oh, they, they're still making Star Trek movies, but he didn't do the last one, I know for sure. Right. Which is interesting, too, because didn't Simon Pegg... Right, he had Simon Pegg around. He wrote he the last one. But, I mean, he could have come in and <laughs> he could have gotten yeah. Simon Pegg to, to write this third. Yeah. Simon Pegg needs to direct. Yeah. He's yeah. got it in him, right? I'm sure. He must. <laughs> He's friends with Edgar Wright. Yeah. I mean, and they, yeah, they, what was their, their show? Why am I blanking on? Space. Spaced. Yeah. yeah. They made space together. Like yeah. he, they were around. He was there every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he. Um, oh, uh, so I don't forget. I met JJ Abrams. They're doing uh, pickups for uh, Super 8. Oh, okay. So they, for whatever reason, decided to shoot right in front of my house where I was living in Highland Park over. I like right that this is South the through line for you that you're just, yeah, you I've, happen to be, I've now met both when well, I haven't met Ryan Johnson, but I've interacted, interacted with yeah. both Star Wars directors now, <laughs> which is crazy through their proximity to, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, JJ Abrams has held my, uh, one of my baby cousins. There's, I have a picture of him. <laughs> holding him like it's crazy like you just came outside and he yeah was we, there. we were like okay how how can we meet him and so uh, my aunt decided to bake some cookies oh this and is great just walked out of our house and Fantastic. started handing them to the crew <laughs> and the first idea was like you got to meet jj they were really nice that's wow that's yeah. good that's a good tactic just it's uh the scene where they're in the car and they crash or something I don't, they did a couple shots but yeah oh wow. it was crazy because they basically took over the whole neighborhood. They had a giant crane with lights on it. Like, it, it was insane. <laughs> Just for this, <laughs> like, four shots that are barely in the movie, they probably set, spent, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Which I feel like for you as someone who, you know, you're a filmmaker, that's got to be, you know, to see the difference between you're doing a, like, DIY Let's get For the acting sure. class together versus like, this is a scene. It might be cut. We're going to spend. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on my set for uh, Revenge of the Incels, I was doing camera and we had a boom up and whoever was free would do the slate. Like, <laughs> I was sick. And, and so what, how long did it take you? Well, first, how long did it take you to just to write the script? A day. A day. Yeah. So you had that. And it definitely took... A long day to going through brick the movie to just figure out how, what we wanted to do exactly right and then I just sort of followed that kind of figured out yeah. the the key yeah. like moments it's only a 10 minute 10 page script so right 
uh, but yeah, so you just kind of were looking for, I don't know, the like quintessential scenes that you would need. Or? Yeah, we had yeah we had to skip a lot of brick. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the whole like football plot line, the football player. I don't know if you yeah, remember yeah. the girls like dating the football player. That all of that was cut, but yeah. It was it was boiled down to its its essence. <laughs> and then, how quick were you shooting? Uh, we did take two days to shoot. Okay, but it was um, like was this the next two days or no? I had to finish uh, one of my animations, um, and then we shot probably a couple of weeks later. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice because m- almost all of the, the locations are like five minutes drive apart from each other. A lot of it's at the high school. Uh, some of it's at this, like, Lowe's parking lot area. That's the scene with the car. Right. Where uh, Tugger uh, punches Ryan. Um, and then we shot, for all, for all the interiors, we shot in my, my uncle's acting studio. And, and there's, like, a theater, like a kid's theater. Yeah, so it, yeah it, was, it was very... And so easy. for the, the parking lot and the, the school and everything, not to, not to get you in trouble, but was this just guerrilla style? Like, did you, oh, absolutely. you just showed up and <laughs> the most annoying part was, uh, passerbys. <laughs> there were a lot of people that were just driving very slowly, right? Like just... almost like trying to get into our shot. <laughs> but was there like any pushback or any, no, you were just not even to... at the high school. There's like custodians at the school <laughs> you know it's summer now right there's yeah no so there's kids. no one there yeah um it is surprisingly busy though you know there's like kids camps for football and stuff like oh, okay when we wanted to go shoot on the football field i fully expected it to be a barren wasteland but there right. was like that shot that wide shot um at the end of our short where all the kids are running off the field yeah that was when we wanted to shoot but i just shot <laughs> you just that got that shot yeah. and then we had to come back like three hours later <laughs> Because they were practicing, so. And uh, so, you you film it. Uh, you said two days. You were yes, two days production. And then actually, there was a third day, and it was for one shot. It's the uh, so the the sh- the car scene in the Lowe's parking lot. The shot before that, where it's like him walking from the left or right side to the left side, and then coming back. Right. And then we cut to the car. Yeah. That shot is like two miles away in this business park. <laughs> so geo- uh, geographically, it it's funny to me because I'm, I know right. that it doesn't like, <laughs> like it if doesn't you connect. look on the other side of the parking lot, it's just a hill. Right. There's not that shot. Um, but that, yeah, that was only one shot. <laughs> <laughs> and did you just like for casting everyone, was it just kind of like that was definitely all my uncle because he knew the kids okay i didn't know any of them yeah he'd been you know teaching them for probably a year or more so he kind of knew who yeah he was like yeah this this person will be perfect for this blah blah blah. yeah this guy looks like joseph gordon so all the credit for casting goes (laughs) to him uh all right and so then you you shoot it edit it together pretty quickly yeah um yeah i think it took about a week to get it to final cut um and then we just sort of had to fine tune it for a few more days. And there was nothing, you didn't cut anything or anything. Like what we wrote was what ended yeah, up. Yeah, no, we didn't. There's no deleted scenes, just, you know, different takes. Or, but yeah, 
And then, so one of the things that I know you got uh, attention for this as well on social media was you, you mimicked the soundtrack mm-hmm. as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> so how did you get uh, that? Yeah, Nathan Johnson, the composer. Yeah. He's Ryan's cousin, I saw. I thought it was his brother, but Wikipedia said it was his cousin. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's on Twitter and he was, he was like, yeah, it's freaking me out or whatever. Because <laughs> that... Um, YouTube has a, a a copyright bot for you know it'll it'll find oh, copyrighted right. video if it's or the audio. same yeah and I uploaded it without doing anything to the music and it had only uh, found three of the brick songs so I'm like well those are the ones I'm gonna have to right. <laughs> do myself because some of them as you'll you hear are, yeah are don't sound manipulated at all because they aren't so I had to do the the intro song. And then two of the metal ones, and then obviously I did the Star Wars one at the end, very end. But right. And that's just you? It's just necessity. <laughs> but it was that like you here? Like how, yeah, I just <laughs> did like a whistling, a humming, <laughs> and like a variation of a whistle and added a lot of reverb. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> I mean, you, you impressed the original. <laughs> and the original is like very low, so you can sort of get it. Yeah. But it's 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 just low enough that the copyright bot can't can't find it. It's also striking me that your your Lego Star Wars video would get shut down by YouTube if you're <laughs> using the original. Yeah. I yeah, it's weird. Even videos that are under fair use will still get flagged. It's it's Yeah. It's I'm sure they're mess. just being cautious, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right, so but you you edit this together, you, you upload it. And then was there a plan? Like, was it? No. Uh, so the day that we were finishing it, um, my uncle just came up here cause he lives in orange County. And I was like, well, we, you know, we can upload today if you want. And so we did. Um, and we had a few technical hiccups and then we spent, you know, like an hour trying to craft the perfect tweet to send to Ryan. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we sort of waited an hour and sadly Ryan didn't immediately respond. <laughs> uh, and this then, is, cause this would be me. So were you, is that literally, you're just like staring at Twitter? Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, 100% absolutely. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> um, you know, you know, posting it on websites like Reddit and sharing it. Um, and so we didn't get the Holy Grail retweet of Ryan Johnson until uh, the next day. Like, well, I could look it up exactly, but, you know, it was in the afternoon. But you had to sweat it out for yeah. a while. <laughs> a long 24 hours. Um, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure how it got to him because we had sent it to so many th- places. I had sent it to... Uh, Jermaine, who used to work for Slash Film, he, he's the one that wrote the io9 article. Okay. So I, I had sent it to him just in a regular tweet, but then uh, Noah Segan, who's Kid Blue on Twitter, he plays Dode in Brick. He's okay. also in Looper. I think he is, his character is Kid Blue in Looper. Um, but he has uh, direct messages open on Twitter. So, oh, so I, I was it. able to actually <laughs> message him. And I think he sent it like he shared it to oh, okay. Ryan and he shared it to other places and that's how it got to Ryan. And then once that happened, that was like the floodgate. Yeah. Then it was official. Then 
yeah, we sort of talked about it, Michael and I, last night. Like, it was almost smarter of him to get, uh, like, a website to write something about it as opposed to just retweeting our link. Like, something about it made it more official and oh, right. professional yeah. that an established website would you that know, he was go reposting. over it and sort of explain what it is. Yeah. No, that is good. Yeah, especially because, yeah, his tweet was kind of not super explanatory. Like, it relied on the... Yeah, I think all he says is, like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's not... <laughs> uh, He's letting the people do the work. Right. Uh, but that, and that's the cool thing about Ryan Johnson too. He seems, uh, very accessible yeah. on Twitter in you, general. I, have you seen the last Jedi documentary that's attached to the last Jedi? No, you should really watch that. I don't, I'm not sure the guy, his name, but they hired a guy that's like a professional documentary maker. So it's not like the prequels behind the scenes. It's not like shaky cam like they right, got right. reds and <laughs> it's professional it's very like, well done and they're there the whole time oh nice and ryan is uh, he seems i'm sure he is i'm just saying in the documentary he he looks he he is the most nice person in the world like he's yeah just like the coolest guy yeah he he his personality always impresses me because again and to the point of your film he deals with a lot of yeah hate yeah. on twitter and just kind of takes it and occasionally trolls him i always remember when people were really freaking out about luke at the end of last jedi that he did this like series of like this tweet thread where he pulled a book off the shelf yeah. and showed like the passage in the book that said that you could force project right. like yeah. that <laughs> yeah he had a lot of sick burns to the uh, contrarians <laughs> but yeah i don't know where he was talking about it too but he was like he said he was in some mall at some point and just like the floodgates opened of people like last Jedi sucked. Like he was just reading tweet after tweet. Yeah. Of people hating on his movie and he's like, Oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> but then, you know, people that liked the movie were the more uh, overwhelming voice. I think well, it's yeah. definitely a small number when that's, that's something I always think about too, is that it, it always feels like equal weight is given to both positions when I think if we're objective and everyone takes a step back, it is a small but very vocal minority Absolutely. that is, you know, criticizing these films. The, you know, Last Jedi did very well. Like, there's no... It wasn't like Disney was concerned with how no. The Last Jedi did just because a very loud group of people online didn't right. like and it. And then, of course, like, a, what, a couple of months later, uh, Kathleen Kennedy gave Ryan... His own original trilogy. Right. Yeah, which is very clear. Which was like another sort <laughs> yeah. of jab at the, the trolls of like, hey, shut up. <laughs> yeah. We like it. <laughs> Sorry you don't like it. So did you, have you gotten any of that about your film? Yes, like, there's been one, uh, one guy, I don't know his name and I don't care to name him if, even if I did, <laughs> uh, that wrote a scathing piece about me which reads as like the most hilarious thing ever he's like <laughs> it's insane he's he's out of his mind like the the weirdest thing i've seen is that people there's like some conspiracy conspiracy theory around why kelly even left like just because she hasn't made a de declarative statement of why she left right they think that 
she didn't leave because of harassment. So there's been all these comments of like, well, where's your proof? You don't have proof. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> are you, is the earth also flat? Like, you know, it's yeah. just like these bizarre. It was the deep state. Leaps in logic <laughs> yeah. of, or even the whole reason that she left. And I guess John was also, John Boyega was also on Twitter talking about it. Well, and they've all been harassed. Like, Absolutely. It, it, the entire cast has dealt with, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Daisy Ridley did the same thing. She's just like, nah, I'm out. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not, yeah, these aren't tough dots to connect. Right. It's also very bizarre to go, like, why isn't the person being harassed coming out and explaining <laughs> that she left a social media platform because of harassment? Because right. it's not going to in any way, like, Yeah, it's em- almost like they want... Yeah her to make some sort of press conference says i left because of vicious attacks on me and here are their comments like they want right. like they, they, this they want 50 the, minute the long proof. yeah video of why or they want to see their it. tweets you know right right as like yeah. so they they want to know which they one of them the attention yeah yeah it's it's just insane well plus we all know that she's really probably filming the remake of right. last jedi and she doesn't busy. she doesn't need to be on Instagram. No, well, no one needs to be on Instagram. No. That should be very clear. No <laughs> one needs to be on any social media. No. It's uh, just, it can be fun. And like Daisy Ridley, it wasn't fun for her, so she didn't stay on it. Well, like, and again, and I think your film is such a clear... You see, I mean, you're talking about the one, the bad side, but also the real life story of this is the good side of, of social media, which is the director that you were doing an homage to found your work right. because of social media. And so, he stayed on Twitter and yeah. Instagram. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. like the hero of everything. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you do, you know, like, I guess there's, you know, there's the, the light and the dark side. Yeah, no, there's been a ton, yeah. like all the articles that have come out there and all the positive comments, there's been a ton of love. Like who knew how many people loved brick? Right. Like I had no idea. I was, like I said, I've, I only, we only really made this for Ryan. Like all yeah. we needed was him to have seen it. But the fact that thousands of people now are like, Oh my God, I need to rewatch brick or, you know, Oh my God, I love brick or, yeah. It's just like, oh my God, I, I, I knew what you were doing even before it was stated what you're, you know, I was like, it's just so many people, you right. know, it's not millions of people, but, but enough but, for me. <laughs> but that is a fascinating possibility too, that any new followers that Ryan Johnson has accumulated as he's done Star Wars might you know, because he's now tweeting about your film and about Brick, it could actually cause people to go back and yeah. And, and watch apparently, it. there's no Blu-ray of Brick, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah. I think someone had said there was like a UK version, but yeah. So maybe we'll get a, a Blu-ray of Brick. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was it like? Uh, have you heard from your uncle about his acting class? Like, what has it been like for them? Yeah, uh, last night I actually went down to uh, his his acting studio in Orange County and we had a little screening of it with the kids and the parents. Oh, nice. So yeah, that's fun. I, I don't know if you saw, I did a, a side by side comparison video. So I put our, my short and then I uh, edited together all the shots from brick. And so you can see how like it, it really does match up like even cut wise. It's not even like just the shots. Like when I was editing it, I basically took brick and 
cut it when they cut. Right. So, so again, this is to back to your, your Lego. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like specifically when the, the car drives by real fast by the telephone booth, like it's, it's shot for shot. So when you were filming, like, did you, did you have an iPad? Like, were you like, yeah, looking? I just, uh, I took screenshots of everything I knew we were going to shoot and just put them all on my phone. And, and then I so also had the movie yeah. so I could actually play it. And so you're literally like looking at yeah, it was like very, to where to place the camera. Very specific style of filmmaking. <laughs> it's, it was, uh, yeah, it was like parroting what they had done. But again, and I think that attention to detail is what really seemed to impress Ryan Johnson. So it, as your, your target audience. Yeah. Well, we, even before we, uh, had started, we we're like, is there another brick parody on the internet? And there isn't. So we're the, f- <laughs> we're the first. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it feels like, I guess Brick came out like pre, you know, probably pre YouTube and like, you know, yeah. before any. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was uh, 2005 Brick came out. Yeah. So, so it was not a, there's nothing really meme worthy in it. So I don't, yeah, I don't, it just sort of has gone under the radar. So what, uh, what has this done for you? Like what does it? Uh, I've been on uh, one podcast and I'm right here. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm waiting for Ryan to call. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, yeah, he's going to need a second unit director Absolutely. For, for this new trilogy. I mean, like. <laughs> I know you guys shoot in London, but you got to need one more Stormtrooper. <laughs> no, well, and you could bake a bunch of cookies. Yeah. So. <laughs> They'll be really cold. <laughs> Sorry, these are 72 hours old. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm working on a feature right now, but... Yeah, I mean, right now it's just fun to know that one of my... I think Ryan's one of the great directors working today. Like, Looper is amazing. Yeah. Um, And he's got, what... Well, we don't know how many he's making, but I'm assuming three. I think it's three. new series or whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be set for the next decade. Yeah, no, 100%. And... Yeah, I'm really fascinated to see what he'll do with that trailer. Like, I think he did something cool with Last Jedi, but I think even, like, really pulling off the restraints. Right. You know, will be I'm cool. curious what the uh, television show is going to be. I know oh, they yeah. just announced the budget is going to be uh, $100 million for 10 episodes. And is the television show, is that what Jon Favreau's involved with? Yes. Or, yeah. There's so much. It's, like, hard to track. Yeah, the... it's it's a lot. And then... I thought the Game of Thrones guys also got something. They did, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I've lost track. <laughs> yeah, no. And Disney is, they're making their own streaming service too. Right. So every like Disney movie that's on Netflix is going to be gone. Yeah. At one point. Cause I it's think it's whenever that contract expires yeah. with Netflix, they're launching their... And I'm assuming the Star Wars show will premiere on their streaming cha- streaming service and that's when the streaming service will start. Yeah, no that would make around sense. Around the same time. Right. Yeah, I think oh. it yeah, I don't know if it's a year or two, but yeah, I think they I I literally think they're waiting for their Netflix contract to expire. Right. <laughs> Legal stuff. Yeah. Uh and and so uh do you want to talk about your film at all or is it too too early? Yes, or? too early. <laughs> I'm yeah, it's still still being uh uh fine-tuned but it's a, it's a drama um i'm definitely more interested in drama i think uh 
Revenge of the Incels is not a <laughs> uh, representation of what, the, like, the kind of films I want to make. Well, you're also parodying a drama, so you're right. still, I mean, you're parodying film noir. Right, right, <laughs> So right. you're still hitting those beats of... Um, yeah, like, uh, I think Drive is probably my favorite movie, which is very sort of self-serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my other favorite movie. Like, I love the fun adventure genre to death yeah like that's my island movie i think <laughs> um so yeah i don't know i'd i'd fully love to mix up the genres as in my films like i think ryan does with like he did looper he did brick but now he's back to star i mean how can you say no to star wars <laughs> right no i i think anyone would take yeah <laughs> even with the the backlash i think you take the the star wars gig if right. it's offered unless you're harrison ford but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's not even coming to the premieres anymore. No. I'll ask you this because I asked this to my, my co-host on the show. Any chance he shows up as a force ghost? Like, what would you place that as? I'm just... Luke? Or, uh, no, Han. Han. Oh, zero. Zero? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Harrison Ford is um, legally done. <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, I think he will not let them... <laughs> No, that was my, I had posed that on a recent show. I was wondering if they went to him with a bag of money and were like, yeah. stand in front of a green screen for five seconds. Like, is there any uh, like chance he would do, we'll bring the green screen to your house. <laughs> we'll have a bag of money. Yeah. It's like, just like Return of the Jedi at the very end. Just yeah. like, yes. The last two seconds of the movie. Oh, there he yeah. is. Yeah. Just cut it. Like, but no, it, it's, that's my dream. Cause I feel like that Ryan Johnson opened that up in this movie for, I never thought that was a possibility until I saw I mean, if you did that, you'd be saying that he has force powers, right? But that's, again, what I'm saying. I feel like Last Jedi at least opened the door for non-Jedis to have right. force powers. So it's still, this is my wish fulfillment. Yeah. That's I not going to happen. The only logical leap you could make is that Han is such a good pilot that he must have force powers or something. Right, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's never been... <laughs> It's I think it's just shown. it's just me not wanting to accept yeah. that this fictional character yeah. no longer. I mean, <laughs> is your with us. your biggest ally is the craziness that they brought back Darth Maul, like which I did not see. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. Everyone that goes to Star Wars Celebration watches uh, was it Rebels yeah. knows that they brought him back, and then the other half of the world's like, what? I was the other half. I, yeah, I, I hadn't seen Rebels, so when I saw uh, the Solo, like, I was very confused. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, what was the name? Sam, I don't know. The guy that does the voice of Darth Maul uh, in the show is doing the voice now, because yeah. it was um, the other guy. Yeah. I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, because they got Ray Park, who yeah, it, he's, who's the actor, yeah. but he had always been dubbed. Yeah. And it was, yeah. I, yeah he's I, like Australian, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's Not a good voice. <laughs> no. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. That's my, I, I'm holding on to this, yeah. you know. What do not, you think is going to happen in episode nine? What do I, 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 I have so many, I think I have more fears yeah. than I, I'm worried. What is your biggest fear? My biggest fear is that they retcon Ray's parents and make them important right. and possibly related to the Skywalkers, which again, I think would undo a lot of what I really liked about the last Jedi. Right. I have a feeling we're going to see her parents. I think there's still going to be nobodies which that i'm fine with like that makes sense because they they cast was carrie russell 
Uh, yeah. That, so I, yeah. I think that's kind of everyone's best guess is that she's probably playing Ray's mom. That's a speculation, right. but who knows? But yeah, if, if she just exists to be the mom that abandoned her, abandons her in some sort of flashback. Right. I'm, I'm fine with that. But yeah, I just, yeah, if they make her in the Skywalker lineage, I think, yeah, that would be pretty bizarre. I actually got really mad that some, there was an article that came out that was some fan speculation that I don't even know how this math would work, but it would be Han and Kira's kid somehow. Yeah, wouldn't she be way older? That's well, that was my thought too. But I I don't know if they're implying that like after he got together with Leia, then they broke up. And oh, yeah, I don't. I have no idea. So, or, right? Maybe we also have no idea what happens to Kira post. Right. Solo. <laughs> so yeah, they're making more of those apparently. So they're yeah. What we've seen so far isn't their finished storyline anyway. no yeah so it and also it ended with them being pretty definitively yeah i'm right. sure they'll she, re-encounter each other but romantically it seemed like yeah no i don't <laughs> yeah i don't think they're gonna get married no uh but the, anything of that nature of like just sort of i don't know bringing back snoke with robot legs or anything that's like jj abrams walking back any right. of the decisions I don't know. I I don't think I have strong. But we're gonna uh, see Ghost Luke. That's what? Oh, well, Luke. I mean, they announced that Mark Hamill's in the cast. Yeah. So yeah, one hundred percent. I I assume him and Puppet Yoda are gonna yeah. help. You know, Ray launch the new Jedi school. Yeah. I think that was the clearest setup that we got. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing in the prequels was, uh, at the very end of Episode Three. Was it Yoda says something about talking to to uh, Qui Gon? Yeah, like Ghost Qui Gon. That was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Like, they, he's dead, but they can still sort of like be friends, right? In like a, a cross dimensional way. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm curious with Luke too. Like with the, I don't know. It, can you force project if you're a force go? Like, can he be more, <laughs> more like corporeal? Of the ghost. <laughs> like, I guess they're already doing that. Yeah. If they're wherever they're coming from. <laughs> from Star Wars Heaven. But can you be not blue? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Sith ghosts are red. <laughs> but I don't yeah, do you have any Um I don't know how they're gonna wrap up. It's I think it's we're definitely gonna get some sort of love triangle with Ray, Finn and Rose. Um or they might just abandon it. And no one gets to fall in love, or they're going to decide that no Finn goes with Ray. I'd also be down for Finn, Poe, and Rose. Like, just if you're going to like go for it, yeah. you know, like you're already—they're already mad at you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do like what he. Why I do the reason I like why uh, Ryan decided to kill off Snoke is because I, he might have even said it, but if Snoke stayed alive. Episode nine would have just been Return of the Jedi. One hundred percent. The plot would have been yeah absolutely the same. Well, yeah, and it is that does create a, a more interesting cliffhanger of yeah there isn't an emperor to be the fall guy basically. So right. if you're playing into redeeming, it's not more trying to turn the dark side by some yeah ambiguous person. <laughs> right. It's very clear that Kylo Ren is going full evil at the end of this movie right 
So yeah, I mean, your your only choice is to destroy. Like he's the one you're stopping. There's no. <laughs> Yeah. There's not really a change of heart. Yeah. I think the big question is what is going to be the big thing, right? I hope not a, there, an even they're not giant gonna do another Death Star, right? <laughs> an even gianter Death Star. Yeah, cuz they did a planet or was it a planet or a moon. Ah, uh, yeah. Star Killer uh, base. Uh, uh, Ryan definitely uh, was yeah. like, "No, this is more of like an escape adventure." Which again, I really enjoyed just the scaling down. But he did have the giant Snoke's giant ship. Right. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm excited for it. Like, what, what are they going to do? And I hope it's really great. You know? Yeah. I also, yeah, I mean, you, you need the rest of the galaxy to be rallied in some way. Like, it seemed to yeah. be that's what they were also implying, too. Is like, we sent the signal out and no one responded. But now this legend of Luke is going around. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you feel the same way as I do. But Star Wars has also kind of felt kind of small. Yes. Like the rebels have always, they are rebels, but it's always felt like, you know, it's a few hundred people, but it's only a few hundred people in a massive galaxy. Which again is why I loved The Last Jedi, because it was the first movie to really like imply that, yeah, there is, there's a lot of other people who are yeah. just doing there are these thousands like, of other planets <laughs> and they're just doing these blue collar jobs and maybe they are following this stuff but yeah right. like you you need to win their hearts and minds and especially in this idea where you know the empire was defeated and then something rose back up like you have to win the battle for the soul of mm -hmm. like the galaxy you yeah. know so yeah that, i guess that would be my best hope my my final question for you is do you think it's going to be Taking, taking place immediately after Last Jedi, or is it going to be years later? So I, that, think, I think we've got to... I mean, I, to me, the big question becomes what to do with Leia. Right. So I think for that reason, you probably have to jump a bit because you're going to... They're going to... They have footage... I don't know, though. That was the same thing with Han, right? Are they going to do a Han funeral? Right. And they didn't. Yeah. It was just, you know... But no, I feel, well, I don't think she's going to die. I don't know. Like, the, that's what I'm leaning towards. Is oh, right. That just... I, I, I totally blank. They're bringing her back, right? Yeah. They're so using old footage. Footage that they shot for The Force Awakens. So that to me implies that it's like. But is it just going to be like her face in a coffin? <laughs> you know, like what? <laughs> no, well, that's why I, I mean, if I can plug myself, I wrote an article for Polygon, uh, <laughs> a suit, like kind of looking at what they might use like okay. based on deleted scenes that are out there and such. But, uh, no, I, I, my best guess is that they're going to use something of general Leia being a general and going like, you know, maybe they have footage of her trying to get help from people. That actually mm -hmm. is one of the deleted scenes is she had, uh, an emissary that then I, after I wrote the article found out dies on screen in <laughs> the force awakens. Right. But in the deleted scene, she's telling her like, go to the council get us troops, which kind of fits with where they ended uh, The Last Jedi. And then there's also a whole, apparently there's a lot of deleted stuff with uh, Maz followed them to where Leia was originally. Mm. And then the way J.J. Abrams talked about it was like, she didn't really have anything to do. But there's one of the trailers has footage of Maz handing Luke's lightsaber. Yeah, I remember that shot. So that exists. And, right. you know, that lightsaber was destroyed. So, and somehow in The Force Awakens, you still had Rey ending up with the lightsaber. So I don't know if there's footage. This is me guessing at this point, but maybe there's footage of Leia giving 
uh, Ray the lightsaber, so you could sort of turn that into we repaired it, and here is right. Leia giving you the lightsaber, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Those are my guesses, yeah. but I, I feel like like I don't think she's gonna die. I I think like if they were gonna have her die, I almost feel like Ryan Johnson would have yeah. found a way she to do it. She could easily be like a sort of in the background Mon Mothma. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like, and that. But so that was to your question. Like, yeah. That's why I see a time jump of like they've gotten away. They're resettled somewhere, and she maybe they have enough footage to have her give some orders, and then we follow everyone else. Right. Yeah. Also, how did this turn into you? <laughs> well, I'm a podcaster. I know that was good. I didn't even. I I <laughs> ceded control to you. Of my. <laughs> Do you have any other questions about the short? Uh, no, we, I think we covered the short, but do you want to make sure people know all of the various ways they can follow you and your work? Yeah. Uh, go to my channel, Dana James Jones, um, should be able to just go to Ryan Johnson's Twitter page and find me (laughs) in, in the mentions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dana James Jones on, uh, Instagram and Twitter and I've got actual shorts on my youtube channel too not just not just this um and yeah if you want to listen to my movie review podcast and a meter podcast um i think that's it and uh you know one day i'll hopefully have a my movie of my own yeah out in theaters no 100 percent. when you finish the that movie we'll yeah. have to <laughs> years from now probably we'll, we'll circle back and yeah. we can argue about how wrong they got yeah <laughs> and how bad my movie is <laughs> All right, man. No, but this was great. Thank you so much for doing this. This Thank is you. awesome. I love how like quickly and organically this came together. So yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, and the the short is great. Like that was it was just Thank delightful. You. So I was glad to to get a chance to probably break it down in more detail than anyone else might have right, right. been curious about. Yeah, but. <laughs> excruciating detail. Yeah. No, awesome. Thanks, man. And uh, remember, question everything.
too. It was very nice to see. Uh-oh. <laughs> I guess my dishes just fell. <laughs> Is your place haunted? Doing it? It might be. <laughs> you brought a ghost. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Joe. And this is Chris from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to The Hobo Radio. Joe, do hobos listen to Hobo Radio? I think so. They have one in their stick and bindle, right? Uh, that's called a bindle stiff, sir. Bindle stiff. And you know what? If you listen to The Curioso, you will get to know things like that. Because we talk about the weird, the strange, the bizarre, and sometimes the mundane that you just don't know. So enjoy your two hobos, but you can catch us at thecurioso.com on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Nicholas Cage wants you to. <laughs> <laughs>